what it is how's it going everybody today we're going to be talking about our adventures and great times out in the los angeles or los whatever you know what i'm trying to say city of angels all that crap <laughs> we're gonna talk about all the things we did all the fun we had uh all any funny stories of stuff that happened while we were there so listen in check it out and grab a snack as you relax and hear the sultry sounds of the first ones to die you are now listening to the first ones to die the first ones to Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the First Ones to Die podcast. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Alex and Jerome. How y'all doing today? You got a favorite person. Who are you talking to? Oh, yeah. I, I was going to say, I'm chilling. I'm, I'm doing good. I got some tea. so I do, too. Well, mine's iced tea. And I have no tea to spill. Or maybe... Did we do we have some tea in this LA trip? Anyway, we're talking about today on got, this lovely day. Got my wand. This lovely so sunny I'm, day. I'm prepared for this. <laughs> yep, yeah, Jerome got his his. Mine's just like wand. arm rage. Well, Jerome, well, Jonathan, go ahead. We'll, go ahead. We'll get, uh, today, yeah. today we're going to be talking about. Um, so, a couple of days ago, slash almost a week ago, slash more than a week ago. Um, about a week ago. Alex, a week ago. <laughs> That's, what that's so Yo, comment if anyway. you remember that song. <laughs> um, Alex and Jerome visited me here in LA, Los Angeles, City of Angels, um, for the weekend, and we had a good time. We, we had some entertaining moments, some chill moments, some fun moments, and overall, it was just a moment. Um, Alex, how was your time in LA? It was a good moment. <laughs> um, no, it was a it was a nice break from you know everything that's going on, and it was nice to see you in person. And we got to meet Gibson, who I loved. Uh, he was uh -huh. a little racist towards me at the beginning. And he loved you. Well, it took him a second after I played with him for like a solid hour, I think. You know, I think it was is that you gave him all that attention, and then eventually, but I was like, I, I petted him a couple times, but I wasn't like playing with him for the first couple of days. So I think he was just like, "Hey, you, you, why are you ignoring me? What you think you're cool or something? <laughs> Come over literally here!" Literally, the cute, dang it. first day we were there, the first night, I was trying to play with him, and when I would throw the toy, he would grab it and then run to Jerome, <laughs> put it down in front of him. Jerome's like doing something on his tablet. I'm like. What? I, I, I threw it. Come back with it. <laughs> um, so I was a little offended. And he startled me a couple times because when I woke up, he was just staring at me. But other than that, yeah. I mean, uh, I did get a little sad during the trip because I had to leave Cheddar with my sister, which wasn't bad. They let me, they set up a little camera so I could check in on him. Usually it was anytime I viewed, he was just chilling on their couch watching TV. I learned he likes to try guys without a recipe. That is his favorite thing. But I think it's just baking shows he likes because uh, my sister's roommate, Mario, would he had like three people petting him and giving him all the love. So I felt better. Uh, he would come by 
where the cat was because they also have three dogs. So Cheddar had to be kept in a separate area. Um, and he would hang out with him for like a couple hours just watching baking shows or cooking shows. And I was like, okay, so it's not maybe the Try Guys. Cheddar just likes watching cooking shows. My cat likes cooking shows. And also I have my Harry Potter one. Um, but like, yeah, no, it was a really nice experience. It was just nice to be out. It was so freaking hot at times. Um, I forgot because I lived in LA like five years ago. I think it was even more than that. I think Holy more crap, than that because we started <gasps> at the Science Center in 2014. It was 10 years was, ago. That was uh, seven years ago. That was 10 years ago then. Oh, I'm so old. Um, I forgot how hot it was. I visited a couple times, but like, not in August. That's too hot. But it was still nice to see you. <laughs> nice. And Jerome, overall, your non-spoiler review of LA. <laughs> okay. Um, because we're gonna go into the nitty gritty soon. So. I, I I suppose. Uh it was uh it was fun. I I've never been to LA before, so this is a great first time experience. Uh I got to do so much in such a little amount of time and yet I feel like I like got to really explore the city and take in like the LA vibes, I guess. Really <laughs> um, quick though. Jerome did not tell us that this was his first time to California. And I LA. did tell you. You that. did Y'all not. Just didn't remember okay, that I would. I would. I would. I would agree with I you. Don't rec- I don't recall. I like vaguely have something in my mind, but maybe I don't. I don't know if I'm just remembering. No, it. see, I if it was me and I forgot, I'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, you probably told me. But if he doesn't remember either, then it's like, okay, you didn't tell us. We, I got, he told me like as we were landing, and I was like, oh yeah, well, you know what it's like in LA. And you're like, no, I've never been here. I'm like, what? You're like, I've never been to California. I'm like, what? I'm like, so this trip is also like your first time for like, like, why didn't you say, say something? But, see something. Say anyway, something. for the okay. record, y'all, I said something already. <laughs> you did not. You did. Regardless, not. it was a good time. Uh, uh, it was good to, uh, all three of us be in person. Uh, since like the pandemic started i think that was the last time we were all in person was like recording our uh, last few like in-person episodes before i want to say april or or may um well we did oh are you talking about this past april or may because we did do mortal kombat oh that's true we did do mortal kombat that's right Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was you know so that was cool and then uh I feel like, you know, we got to see some really, like, iconic stuff that everybody goes to see, like the the Hollywood Walk and that sort of stuff. But then also some uh, some fun stuff that was out the way that you guys thought of to do. That was really cool. So, overall, I had a great time. Nice. Um, so, I, I guess, like, I guess... We- Let's let's all say our, our our three highlights. Yeah, I don't know why we're just being all coy. Like this uh, is a movie review. We're just talking about a location. <laughs> no, no, I, because we did a lot. We did so much. So it, I think I think it'll be nice to like reminisce on 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 what we did. Um, so my 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 favorite highlight was was probably going to Universal Studios um, because that, that was a blast. Bruises the next day, but I did enjoy it. They, those rides, first of all, they spray you with water on every single ride. I, my and theory secondly, still stands that it's just Jonathan. Jonathan 
brings on. I want to know how it's just me. Because uh, every ride you were on. Because I was on the same exact ride listen, as even Alex. Even when we went to the Madame Tussauds Wax Museum, we still got sprayed. Why? Because Jonathan was there. <laughs> but like, Alex was there too. Jalapeno smelling water too. <laughs> yeah, it smelled like jalapeno really nacho there? cheese. It did. It really did. But am I ever really present? I like zone out. Uh, best part of Universal is I, I want to tell the story is so during the pandemic I have I'm gonna say, I've gained weight, especially in the upper area sometimes. Uh, and what is it? The hippopotamus ride? Hippopotamus. <laughs> what is the Harry Potter? No, the Harry Potter ride. What's it called? The flight of the. I don't remember. You, you, I, don't, I, I don't remember what exactly what it was called. I just um, called it the Harry Potter ride <laughs> the whole time I was there. I thought you were confusing hippopotamus with Harry Potter. No, it's called Flight of the something. Um, well, when you're on the ride, you 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 go upside down. They flip you around. There's a lot of safety measures, which is perfectly fine, and I understand. Uh, but you have to like click, do three clicks of safety for yourself. Um, just bring it down. I unfortunately could not do that due to my assets on the top. Well, they so didn't Jonathan, specify that like we could help each other, other like because once Jonathan helped like push it down, like we got it clicked in and you weren't like squished or anything, right? No, if anything, it just made me sit up straight, which actually felt really nice on my back. So I didn't actually mind it at all. I was like, oh, that actually feels pretty good. Yeah. Um, so it's I think they should be more clear about that next time. It's like, hey, if it, if the if the thing isn't clicking, ask your um right because like to, I like, did, help you push it down. <laughs> they're like, well, go there. I'm like, I can't because if I slouch, this goes forward, which is my issue in the first place. So they're like, oh, you can have a friend just push it down, and I'm like, cool. I did feel a little embarrassed because like, great, I like couldn't fit into the ride thanks to my upper area. But at the same time, I was like, this ride's actually really fun. This is fine. And like, it flips you upside down for a little bit. So I completely understand their safety measures. And I wasn't mad at all. I was a little embarrassed for a little bit, but like, it was still a really fun ride to go on. No, all the rides, their safety bars um, and their safety things forced me to actually sit up really straight. So my legs were killing me at Universal Studios from all the walking around from all the whipping about they have you do, because a lot of times a good amount of your the rides, your legs are kind of hanging about. They, um, thrash, they thrash you around. They really like no do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, yeah, but then I was like, oh, my lower back actually feels pretty good because I'm like, I'm sitting. I will say it, like, it was fun. I, I told Alex, I was like, you know, we got your back hmm. and it, they, I, it was, it, it, was it, it ended up like working out, thankfully. Yeah. Um, yeah. To say I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, I love, uh, mostly just because I haven't seen, like, the original series of movies. I've only seen the Fantastic Beasts one so far. Um, It was fun, man. I got into it. I got into that ride. (laughs) It's so fun to feel like I'm a wizard. That's why I bought the wand. Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. That's what the ride's called. Go ahead. uh, And now, like, be on the lookout for, it did give me an idea of, like, doing, like, a Harry Potter reaction series of, like, me reacting to like all the movies for the first time <laughs> so be on the lookout for that to hit the channel at some point on youtube also um, you know what else is forbidden on the journey what's that 
seeing eyesight. Like it was dark oh, yeah. in there. <laughs> you could not see. I, was, I remember my eyes were, I was just like, there's no way these kids go to school here. And it's because uh, it's supposed right. to. So for those who haven't been on the ride, it's supposed to be in like the queue. In the queue, it's dark. Yeah. I was like, it's so dark in there, though. I'm like, there's no way these kids go to school here. They can't even see when they go no, <laughs> down the hall. Yeah, no. I was like in front of you guys, and you're. Lo- I could hear you guys going like, oh, my eyes are slightly adjusting. I'm like, great. I think I it was Jonathan. I grabbed him, pushed him in front of me, and I grabbed his arm. I was like, you lead, because I can't see <laughs> shit, because my eyes were not adjust. It was so dark to me. I have kind of bad eyes, and even when I wear my contacts, it's just bad I know, vision. I know you were holding on to me when I was walking when I was walking, were you holding on to Jerome too? I was behind her. When we were walking? No. Okay. Um, I was holding on to you and I was hold. I was like, kept holding grabbing the, rail the bo- railing because I literally was blind. Um, yeah, that's I couldn't thing. see where so, you were. Yeah. I will say also, if you do go to Universal, and pro- this probably also applies for Disney World as well, get you the Express or Fast Pass. Like whatever it is, get you that. It's going to be expensive. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be expensive. But let me tell you something. It's worth it. Because <laughs> I don't think we would have gotten to do half of what we did at Universal without that Express Pass. Like, it's it, like that line for Harry Potter was, what, 85 minutes if we didn't have the Express minutes. Pass? And that was at towards the beginning of because that was the second ride we rode on. Right. And we that were was there towards at like, the beginning what, of the 12? day. By the time we hit Harry Potter World, it was like 12 o'clock or so. It was like 12 o'clock once we... Once we got in line, I think, yeah. and only it only got worse than that. I can imagine later in the day. Mm-hmm. I think it was a little bit later than that because when we did, we bought the fast passer line. Jo- I don't know what they're called at uh, Universal. Um, there, yeah, the guy was like, "Oh, yeah, Express Pass." Oh, okay. Uh, the guy we bought them from, remember, was like, "Oh, things are getting worse because it's after lunchtime, so they're only going to get worse." And apparently, on like. Saturday, Sunday, and I think even like Mondays, they do virtual lines to not have people standing in line. I was like, wow, that's intense. Yeah, Disney does uh, that, I think, exclusively for like most of their big rides now. Like all their like Avenger stuff, Star Wars stuff, it's like virtual. I do know that they have like a bracelet or like an app you can get and you're just like, come to your ride at like eight p.m. or whatever so i do know that's they have like something sh- like that that's what the pass the express pass should be it should be a bracelet so i'm just gonna out you jerome jerome lost his <laughs> it was the curse of the tight point. pants all right i have one whenever you pull one thing out everything comes out and i did lose my express no pass. <laughs> you dropped it you dropped it i found it and i was like i'm gonna keep it and you're like no because you're an adult and then i gave it back to you and literally what was it like the next ride we were trying to get on, it was the he mummy. didn't have it. It was <laughs> yeah. the mummy. Th- thankfully, was the, the staff ride. was very accommodating. And I did hold on to my receipt. I kept the receipt. <laughs> so well, they thankfully, they could just one. print me out another one. As long as I had the receipt. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. So, I, some other person was ditching their family that day with an express pass. <laughs> and was like, I'm getting to the front of the line. The only I found this thing on the about the express pass, I will say, is that... If you have the Express Pass, you might miss out on some of the cool stuff that's in the queue. Because, like, uh, we did the Secret Life of Pets ride first. It's the first thing we did when we got there. And that queue was so cool. Like, you got to see, like, uh, you got to meet all, like, the pets. And you, it's kind of like you're walking through the apartments that are in the movie. So, you get to see, like, some of the dog, like, animatronics of the dogs. And there was one that was, like, of Kevin Hart as the bunny. 
like telling jokes and stuff on the way up. So it was like really neat. You know, there's like stuff to look at as you're waiting in line so you don't get bored on your way to the ride. Um, So, and uh, Hogwarts was the same thing for the Harry Potter ride where you can like see the paintings like come to life or whatever, just like in the movie. And that was really cool. So it's like, there is stuff to look at. It's just one of those things though, where it's like, that's just to, you know, keep your mind busy (laughs) while you're on the way. To the, the Harry Potter ride, I don't know why they even bother because you can't see anything. <laughs> really? For real? Although, I did learn fun thing. I went to the eye doctor yesterday because um, I've been having some irritation and I was like, oh, maybe there's just something stuck in there. I went to the eye doctor. I have dry spots in my eyes. So might be why my vision has been crappy lately. And I was like, oh, I have dry eyes. She's like, no, 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 no. You have dry spots. There are random spots on my eyeballs that are dry. Interesting. Like, if I could just, if something wrong with me could be a normal wrong with me, <laughs> that would be fantastic. Every time something's wrong with me, it's like the weirdest thing. And it's just like, oh, how, why? There's no reason for any of this. <laughs> like, my, like there's a point where, thankfully, Jerome and Jonathan at the end um, of the whole trip, we had walked a long way. My leg was killing me. My foot was killing me. And one of the reasons my foot kills me so bad is because I'm actually missing a little bone in my foot that helps, that's supposed to help support your feet. And I'm like, I'm missing a tiny little bone. I was just born without it. And I'm like, what? How stupid is that? A little bone's causing my foot to swell and be painful. And I'm like, that's stupid. Um, my leg was killing me the whole ride because we walk so much. Like the we first did. day it was there. A lot of walking. We first day there, we did the, the we kind of did more of the touristy stuff on Thursday the when first we first day. arrived. Which thankfully that we was, went, that was good that we got that out the way in the weekday. Cause I can't imagine doing that stuff on the weekend, the weekend. when like there's even more people. Cause it was already pretty busy. I was amazed when, so we went to the Funko Hollywood store. Which there's the main headquarters. Quick, while we're talking about that, that my damn arch nemesis was there. Who am I talking about? Cole Young. From Mortal Kombat was there waiting for me. <laughs> and, and they I had two him. versions of him. No, they only had the one. They did. Didn't they? Oh, okay. Just oh, the no. One. Maybe I was just. I mean, okay. Listen, if there was they two versions, versions, I'd be even more mad. All right. There should only ever be one version of this man. <laughs> but now he sits on my desk as a constant reminder of why Mortal Kombat, the first movie, sucks. <laughs> but. It's it's cool. It's immense a chapter in my life of when I did this podcast. <laughs> For as long as um, we keep- and the I didn't get his cool. Uh, I didn't get him at the Funko store. This is Todd from Bojack Horseman. I just decided he's going to be with me today. Um, the employees no. were like dancing in the store. They were playing the Space Jam theme. You can't not dance when the Space Jam at all. You know when the come on. And I told you, yes, you can. I did not move like, one beat. The dance starts. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I didn't even like wiggle my toes. Um, <laughs> we also went I, to the wax museum. Yeah, that oh, was sorry. What were you gonna freaking, say? I was gonna say with the Funko Hollywood, it was insane the amount of things people were buying. Like I bought two things. Um, I did too. I also got yeah. little um, Nightcrawler from X Two, which I didn't know Funko made bobbleheads. And then I got this is a long story, but I'm not getting into that. And I was like, I feel like I'm getting a lot. Two things and like I got some pins and stuff. And then I look behind me 
Yeah, there was a dad in line behind us with like a cart, and I'm talking they had like laundry basket carts filled to the brim with Funko Pops, and then he had his son coming with like an armful. I was like, what are you doing with them? Why? What purpose? <laughs> are you just reselling? Like, what is going on? I always want to be like, are you, I wanted to ask them, but I figured that was not appropriate. And like, when I got to the register and the guy checked me out, I was like, oh, can I have a bag for my little stuff? And he was like, yeah, of course, I wouldn't do that to you. I'm like, well, I don't know. It's the end of the day. You might be out. I'm like, I can see what's going on around me. You're out. I completely understand. And he's like, oh, this isn't even the worst of it. He's like, I've seen worse. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with people? <laughs> like, these are Imagine cute and weekend. fun. Oh my God. Yeah, that's I, right. It was a Thursday. I didn't get anything at the Funko store, but Alex did get me this. Oh, it's blurred out. It's censored. <laughs> that's right. That's that's extra sensory working out on our favor. <laughs> Damn. Alex did get me MTV this knows. MTV pain. Um, uh, and I'm going to put it somewhere. Yeah, the Funko Hollywood store was really cool. I love that there's all the figures around, like giant size versions of like the Funko figures that you could possibly buy. Or at the very least, were just in poses and stuff. And like each section had like a theme. Like there was a horror section, Marvel section, DC section. It was really cool. Some of the Disney section was like really pretty. They really did that well. Like, well, they, well, just saying well. Um, I think it was really well done and it was just laid out. And they had a good fantasy world where people were intense. Yeah. Um, the wax museum, museum freaked me. Freaked me out. It freaked me out I, because I the first it. floor, like, remember, like, we had all there's people. It, it just looks like a nightclub, and there's the wax figures. And if it was for the fact that other people were up there, I was like, I was like, it freaked me out because I'm like, okay, they're moving. Why aren't these people moving? Oh, those aren't people. Those are wax figures. <laughs> yeah, they send you up to the fourth floor, and you be, you basically make your way down. But on the fourth floor, it's just a room of wax figures. Um, and then once you get to the lower rooms, there's like theme, they're themed rooms. Oh, um, it, but it, yeah. once you, once you get to that fourth floor, they, they, it's basically like they, they shock you and then you'll get used to it. Also, I wanted to let me know, we went to the Madame Tussauds wax museum in Hollywood. Uh, Cause there also yeah. is just a general Hollywood wax museum as well. So the, we went to the Madame Tussauds one that's on. Uh, Which is the more official one from what I know. Yeah. Uh, it was a great time, though. It was fun. I uh, those those wax figures are really like. While yes, like up close, they look maybe a little creepy. At the same time, though, I do have to give a little shout out to the artistry. Like they they got them down to the teeth. The detail is that that close that they literally have like uh, you know looked at their teeth Oops. and then got that right, and then even did staining on the teeth. Like that's crazy. Yeah, to me. there was one. One fax wax figure, I can't remember. I came out of the bathroom and you're like, look at his teeth. Obama. They're like, it's so deep. Obama? Obama. Obama. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, I think you guys were like, it's so white, but they had the yellow staining from the cigarette smoke he used to. And I, I did uh, not real. They're like, look at his teeth. I'm like, I'm not looking at his teeth. <laughs> yeah, and I did not realize how tall he was. That was another thing in the wax museum, just seeing how short or tall some of the celebrities were. Because, you know, you can't really tell on TV or in movies sometimes. So just being able to to see how tall or short they were in comparison and see on the uh, Chinese outside the Chinese theater, the imprints of some of the celebrities, how how small or, or, or big their hands and feet were. Yeah. I have the same size feet as Burt Reynolds. 
not my proud moment. Yeah, that was that was cool too. Seeing the Chinese theater, seeing all the handprints and stuff, that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and how they like upkeep them, especially the ones in like the twenties and thirties. It's like, dang, mm-hmm. how do you keep these restored, especially when people are interacting with them every single day? Yeah, people are walking over them. People are. Touching it's them. also I hard mean, to keep your eyes on anything on that street with all the stars <laughs> on on the sidewalk because you just want to like look down and like see all the names you could recognize. I'm sure there are that's plenty. true too. I think we were just naming people as we were walking. Yeah. I burned my hand on Leonard Nimoy's star or his was- uh, handprint. Remember. I thought it was hot. That, it was because very hot. you kept touching the hot ground. No, it was just Leonard Nimoy's hand, like handprint. I was like, "Ooh!" and I stuck my hand like flat on it, and I took a picture. And you were, and I like was it. It really did kind of burn me a little bit. My hand was a little sensitive for a little bit <laughs> because it was in the sun, and the sun was still beating on it. And yeah, no, that was that was all me. I did what I did. But I don't regret it. Yeah, the Hollywood Walk of Fame was cool. And uh, and that was a great great part of the trip. Also, real quick, yeah, we gotta talk about, we went to this restaurant uh, recommended by Jonathan called Castaway, right? Yeah, it's Castaway. Listen, if y'all ever go to Castaway, first of all, get your reservation, because we did run into a couple who didn't have a reservation, and they were kind of like, yeah, it was weird to walk past them, and we're like, I'm like, look at these millennials, like, look at us, us millennials walk past this older couple who probably should know to get a reservation better than we should. (laughs) They did get a seat at the bar. They did. I did see that, but they were the only ones, and they weren't really... Taking care of that. Well, the guy yeah, was like, "Yeah, we recommend res- reserving two weeks in advance." And the couple was like, "They almost looked like they were trying to fight it, like they were trying to <laughs> get their way in somehow." Well, they did the, the classic thing of like, "Well, we see a table right there. Why can't we right. just sit right there?" It's just <laughs> oh, like, yeah. it's like that's not how a reserva- a restaurant of reservations works. Just because you see an open table, don't mean it's not reserved. That's why reservations <laughs> exist. Uh, but nonetheless, if you go to Castaway. Uh, let me tell you something. Get the chicken and waffles. You will not be disappointed. All right. I was expecting. And you will not be not full. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting to get like, like half, like, you know, like some chicken tenders or something. Nah, they gave me a whole half a chicken, y'all. Whole half a chicken on top of a waffle. I'm like, that's bread already. That's definitely going to be filling in and of itself. And y'all give me half a chicken. Like, <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> by myself and i made the mistake of thinking it was gonna be chicken tenders so i also got garlic fries too you know how much food i had i had so much food i had caviar for the first time i did i tried jonathan let me try his caviar the next day jerome gave me a bit of his chicken well no so caviar disgusting i don't like it three points (laughs) caviar is disgusting uh the guy in my shirt now is the mummy rick o'connell Brendan Fraser, he's hanging out in there now. <laughs> and when the next day, when Jerome was eating his chicken and waffles, I was like, "Oh, can I have like a little piece of the chicken?" Because I want to try the sauce. Because he kept saying how good the sauce was on the chicken. You went and gave me this big chunk that's like you handed me like just a portion of the bone in it Listen, or something. It was so, and I was like, "Oh, so I meant like like a little sliver." You just were like, "Oh, here," and I was like, "Oh, this is still like 
a bone and like all this. Fl- I just meant like a little bit of the. Ch- you you ate the <laughs> you whole thing, though, didn't you? Because it, it was very. Good. It was no, that I good. Agree. It was so good. It was that good. <laughs> I just got. I got a burger, but I got like garlic fries. Of course, I can't resist garlic in general. Um, and I got a little tipsy on mimosas, which were great. I had <laughs> the watermelon mimosas. And I wanted to try the mint and cucumber one, but they were out of cucumber, which I was really sad about. But then I got like a gothic looking one, which was active charcoal and lavender. I didn't like it as much as like the watermelon one, but like it was still actually really good. And just that whole place, it was like basically what, like 60 bucks a person? Yeah, I think with all our, with everything we ordered, it was about, it came to about 60 bucks a person. Yeah, because I also ordered like, a little, I th- I thought I was going to get like a strip or two of bacon on the side. I was like, oh, I kind of want some. They brought me like six or seven pieces or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is like a full plate of stuff. And I wasn't prepared for that. But yes. it was still really good. Like, so if you go to Castaway, good. they don't be skipping on the portions. Nope. No, they do not. <laughs> um. No. We also went to Trejo's Donuts and Tacos. Or that we did. We also did that the first mm-hmm. day, too. We went to Trejo's Donuts. Mm-hmm. And then the, the uh, Cantina, right? Or, or can- Cantina. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that was good, too. Pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, those donuts were good. Did you guys ever finish those donuts that you guys got? <laughs> I, f- I finished my second donut. I went, I think I was on, like, the third or fourth day we were there. I went for the last bit of that donut and i was like nope was it was it like hard it wasn't hard but it was like just four old day donut should not yeah it was an attempt i, I made and it was just i bad. i didn't need my second one because um i ate my first one and then like i think by the time because when we were eating and stuff like i was like you know, getting dessert here and like a milkshake or whatever. So it was like, it was already enough like sugar and stuff. So I didn't know when I was going to fit that donut in. And by the time I figured out when I was going to fit it in, it was rock solid. <laughs> yeah, that, they, they were good though. They were good donuts. Can't they were highly good. recommend. They were delicious. Highly. They were good fresh. They were good. Yeah, they were fresh. Um, and the staff was lovely too. Um, yeah, they were cool actually at both they were places. Very nice. They had some pretty cool. They had some pretty great staff actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was a big chunk of it was for me because I have a weird love for Danny Trejo. Don't know why. <laughs> um, so I was appreciated that it was like the first day. I was like, "We're gonna go here," and you guys did not have any protests or any other suggestions. You were just like, "Yeah, okay, we'll go. We understand." You guys understand. Um, and Danny Trejo was. Oh, I was just gonna say we ended up watching the SpongeBob movie. Let us let us know in the comments if you want us to review the SpongeBob. Uh, what what was the movie? Sponge uh, on the Run, I think. Sponge on the Run. If you want us to review that, because we did watch that, and spoiler alert, Danny Trejo makes an appearance in it. <laughs> And we did not know that until he showed up on Dude, screen. I didn't know anybody who made an appearance would make an appearance in that movie. Uh, <laughs> I did post on our Instagram about how Keanu Reeves was a significant player in the SpongeBob movie. Like, he was, like, part of the main cast of this movie. And it was the entire time we were like, okay, you know, he's just appearing in this, like, one dream 
or whatever. Nope. He's in it for, I think, two thirds of the film. <laughs> and it was just really weird. And just every celebrity they had in there was like, why are you, you? Why, what are you doing? What just happened? I feel like I missed so much. Uh, la- uh, before I forget, because we're at 33 minutes, I want to make sure to fit this in. We also took time out to watch uh, The Suicide Squad uh, while we were in L.A. Uh, for those waiting for a full Suicide Squad review, that'll come later. But for now, uh, <laughs> you'll get, I guess, our initial thoughts or or like a little bit of thoughts uh, without spoiling too much uh, right now. So, so what did you guys think of The Suicide Squad? Not to be confused with the 2016 <laughs> Suicide Squad movie. You'd think they could just like add a little something at the end or like notice that makes a difference. Adding the doesn't really... Right, they could have differentiated it a little bit more, but, but here we are. You know what are. I think it is? It's because I think this was supposed to be like because we even had this discussion where it was like, is this a sequel? Is this a reboot? I think they've been saying it's like a soft reboot in that like it doesn't denounce anything that happened in the first movie, but at the same time, it doesn't really acknowledge it either. <laughs> like they, they don't bring up anything that happened in that movie. It's just some of the cast in this movie that returns, like they just acknowledge that they know each other. Like Captain Boomerang knows Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn already knows Rick Flagg. Like they know who I, I each other are. I will say there there was that friendship between Rick Rick Flag and Harley Quinn that was like okay, all right. The the relationship they had kind of showed that they did have past experience, you know, that made them bond together. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was quite colorful. Uh, I was super confused by the opening sequence because like oh. a, yeah like a lot of times i had seen certain parts that involved certain actors and i was like okay they're in the film good for them and then this opening scene happens and i'm like oh they're no longer in the film <laughs> <laughs> and i was I like I, okay i i really liked that that part um i don't know because it, it, it's just a, a unique way to because it's just okay Here's who you think is going to be the main cast. Oh, never mind. Okay, we're going to introduce all these other people. Um, and I think it was fun. It was unique and it was fun. Um, but my overall thoughts on the movie, I enjoyed um, what I could catch of it. Um, I was, to be honest, I was like, I was struggling and not that much, um, but I was struggling a little bit to stay awake, not at any fault of the movie, but just because of the circumstances. I, it, it was I'd been tired. Um, the week had been long um, and we were doing a lot, um, a lot of fun stuff, but a lot regardless. And, and then um, you also ate like a ton. Ate a ton. This was coming. So I was, yeah. <laughs> well, the reason I was, I was um, engaged is because I've been like super hyped for the suicide squad so i was i was engaged the whole time <laughs> mm. so it's a good thing that it's also on hbo max in that i can catch it again anytime i want if i want to watch it again um but the parts that you know i did see and i saw the movie but um 
I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was um, very comedic. And that's what I like to see, um, especially in a movie that it's taken seriously, but there are parts of it where you're definitely not supposed to take seriously. And that's what I appreciate um, about about uh, the movie in that there were certain parts where like they didn't take it seriously, but overall I think um, the movie is to be taken seriously, if that makes any sense at all. I get, I get what you're saying, and I will also say this about the Suicide Squad compared to Suicide Squad. When their serious moments happen, when they were doing like heart to hearts or these intense moments, they were well placed. They didn't feel like they were just happening at random and there was no weird bonding moment like in the original Suicide Squad where they had that weird bar scene where all of a sudden we're family. Right. Because one person told a traumatic story about their life. Um, there was a serious moment that happened a couple times, but it was well placed. It was in the moment. And they didn't just have like this group serious moment. You know, they had their individual like, this is why I'm telling you. It's because I'm connecting with you in this way and things like that. So I will say they did a way better job at handling that than the, the, suicide, the suicide Squad did to the suicide. I hate, I hate that. I uh, genuinely hate that. I, I uh, really loved the movie i thought it was great as a person who's been reading the current uh run of suicide squad this is i i I think the major thing i loved about it is that like it felt like the suicide squad the comic come to life with like all the chapter breaks and how stylized some of the editing was and that was really cool um i love all the characters had their costume accurate (laughs) um to the comic like and it's only because it's so funny of like this gritty uh story but then you have john cena walking around in a big red and blue suit with a big metal helmet on <laughs> that looks exactly oh like it does God, in the comics that... like that's exactly his costume in the comic <laughs> verbatim I will, one spoiler one spoiler i will say this and i don't mean to interrupt you the scene where John Cena is in his tidy whities <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. And he just stands there in it. And I'm just like. For a solid like get this man almost five like minutes. Like a long shirt or something. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like that part felt the most distract, like distracting. And I was like, put on, please put on pants. <laughs> I get what you guys are doing, but just put on, put them, put pants on. Uh, yeah, it was great. I, I really enjoyed the movie. I think the and also the biggest thing also is I do agree with you, Alex, that yeah, the dramatic stuff feels more spaced out and placed properly in this movie compared to uh, these uh, and to, compared to the first Suicide Squad movie. Um, and also, uh, the the coolest thing is that like it's nice to see a superhero movie where the director is just like. Hey, do your thing. All hands off. Like you go ahead and make your movie and we'll back it. Is which Warner Brothers did for um this movie. And it's paying dividends. The reviews have come out and every almost everybody loves this movie. Even the people who don't still say it's like it's a good movie. It just wasn't for them. Um also referring to that opening sequence. Uh I love that opening sequence as well, only because it it does a great job of establishing this is what the Suicide Squad is. 
So if you're not in for this, you're not going to enjoy the rest of this movie. It, yeah, no chaos. It, yeah. It reminded me a little bit of the first episode of Invincible. Yeah. Where everybody just gets slaughtered and it's like, what what happened? I thought these were the people we were staying with for the rest <laughs> of the series. Yeah, so it, it was a fun time. Uh, be on the lookout for the full the the Suicide Squad review. Um, if I have one critique, though, uh, and this is not a, really a critique, it's more like I didn't want the fun to end. Uh, I really wanted to see Kind of, and this is the only thing in the first movie that I did like uh, without any question is that we saw how the squad got arrested, like what they do and then how they get caught. Because like King Shark's in this movie. How did they catch him? I can't imagine that process was easy. He's a giant shark man who's bulletproof. So how did they get him in jail? I mean, well, just knock him out. I have Maybe, but I mean, he eats people. Out. So, what was that thing? Also, was that a weasel? Also, that thing at the beginning. What was that? Oh, a weasel? Yeah, or? yeah <laughs> he's that's weasel. Yeah, that's his both his superhero name and what he is is a weasel. But like, is he an actual superhero? It doesn't do anything. So, in the it's weird because in the comics, it's a man in a suit. In the in the show, I think the or in the movie, I think he's just supposed to be just a weasel creature man thing. Uh, he th- there is a lot of Those liberties taken because also polka dot man in the comics is just a dude in a polka dot suit. He doesn't have real oh, powers. He like he just is a guy in a polka dot suit who's a bank robber, I think. And then like they made him like gave him powers in the movie. I wanted his I wanted his condition to that's that's one critique I have. I wanted his condition to go somewhere because um, he was talking about like if I don't expel these polka dots every so often, then bad things are going to happen. And we saw like little sneak peeks of it, of him having this like reaction. Uh, but I kind of wanted I was curious to see what happened if he didn't if he wasn't able to expel it. You kind of saw what happened. Just, he said they were going to eat him alive. So he just die. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I well, like that he, they brought up Stark Labs or Star Labs. Yeah, Star Labs. Yeah, I like the yeah, references to the greater universe because you also have that reference where uh, they say Bloodsport uh, put Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet, which again yeah, is another comic reference. That's like that's a deep cut. <laughs> like nobody knows that except people who've either read the comic or looked up the one like when you type in Bloodsport in Google. That's the one image that comes up of like an iconic blood sport moment from the comic books. I mean, that is a simple way to kill Superman. It, it's true. <laughs> I mean, Batman's plan is that he has a kryptonite ring for Superman. Did you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a little, I guess, I don't know. It's not controversial for me. Uh, no, it is. There was a comic for Superman that he, there's pink kryptonite. Yes. And it literally turns him gay. Yes, I do know of this. <laughs> yeah. And it was like written in 2006 or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like. It's not too far off. I'm glad yeah, they've gotten like, rid of all the multicolored okay. kryptonites. That's like no longer a thing. 
Um, which honestly, smart on their part, you know, having that become that. But this was written in like the two thousands too, if I'm not mistaken, and that's like, mm, yeah. But I mean, the two thousand no, is back when in hip hop, Eminem and DMX were like uh, busting out uh, homophobic slurs in hip and Tyler the Creator and homophobic slurs in their music, and nobody batted an eye. They're like, yeah, whatever. The people did that. <laughs> or rather, certain people, people batted an some eye. Some people did, but I'm talking, or rather, the people who should have given a damn didn't. <laughs> because they're the people that controls if that song goes out. That's pretty much it. Yeah. You know? But going back to Superhero, I was like, still, that was, they, come on. For comic, well, no, not for comic books. Comic books I've seen, they're just like, there's always like weird stuff not, it's with not the, the history of comics. Like there was a time where every uh, in the '90s, every drawing of every woman in a, a comic book had a zero waist, but like super buxom features. And it's like, all right, look, you know what? That's <laughs> that never real. You know what bothered me more about all those women in those comics was the way they would have them sit down. Yeah, <laughs> because they would. They would they would have them. I need. They sit. They would have them. I have Funko Pops all around me right now. I'm showing you. They have it. So the legs were bent, but to the side. So you, they were kind of like in this weird kneeling position, and they were just sitting with their backs arched all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't care if you like are at this point. It's like you're going to be sexist, but at least have them sitting in like a human position. They sat like they were posing for Playboy, basically. Not even Playboy, they sit like that. <laughs> I've seen a Playboy. They don't even sit like that. They sit like, I don't know, humans? That might be a thing. In fact, but, there's, um, there's one comic artist. He's, uh, he, like, his reference for a lot of his female kids. I don't think he's, I don't think he does work now. I can't remember his name. But he, his reference for females for a lot of his comics was porn. And... You don't realize it until, like, I forget the, the artist's name. And those who are in the comic industry or lo- uh, love comics or fans of comics, they know who I'm talking about. But uh, And it's like you put pictures of his stuff and you look at it and knowing that information. You're like, no, I see it. I see it. Now I see it. <laughs> and you can't unsee it. And it's so bad. I'm just like, man, like, you, you couldn't think of any other reference? Get some other reference. Oh, all right. Let's move um, on this, now. Yeah. This, this is this is random, but um, I guess to to cap off our Suicide Squad uh, conversation, I didn't realize that they're having a they're going to be releasing in January a TV series called Peacemaker with John Cena. Oh, that's on that's what I said when we were walking out the theater. Was like, yeah, it's going to be Peacemakers uh, getting his own show. I was still wiping the crust out my eyes because it was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did not sleep during the movie. I was awake the whole time. It was just he just wasn't listening. Know. It was just tough. It's the to equivalent say. of just like you know the lights are on but nobody's home. <laughs> I was home. I just yeah. I was I was tired at home. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's getting his own Peacemaker show on HBO Max. Uh, they haven't, as far as I know, it's done filming. They just haven't approved like a season two though. Um, and maybe it's because they're waiting to see how this 
Suicide Squad movie turns out. Or maybe they're waiting until the show comes out to see how, how the, what the reception is. I don't know. But I'm curious to see more obscure... Because that was another thing. I was like, all I, these I, characters exist in the comics. Every single one of them. Like, Ratcatcher Rat 2, she's real. Javelin's real. Like, And it's just like, that's really cool, too. That he picked some of the most D-list characters ever to be in this movie. But they're all close to comic accurate and actually exist. That's kind of cool. So I am excited for the Peacemaker show to see like they who he be pulls and picks like, that too. Getting those like D character superheroes and stuff like that because like we've seen the A list ones, you know, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. Um, now we've had all the Avengers. We've seen them. We're seeing them constantly. We know who they are. That's why we're always like, oh, another Batman one. You're more interested in the actor who's playing it than the actual, like, Batman film. Because I never hear anybody talk about the actual, like, Batman and how it's <laughs> a comic or anything like that. It's always about the actor. By the way, Jonathan, when you have your thing blurred like that, you you look like it's haunted behind you. You look like you've got, <laughs> like, some spirits just looming over you. <laughs> They're just like this, like, and you, like, move around. So that one over, your, like, your right shoulder... Like uh -huh. will adjust and it's like I'm suspicious. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, see. So I'm like watching it. I'm like distracted <laughs> that's by the, the ghost effect now. I was going for. Because I also don't have Speaking. any lights on except for my um, ring light, so that's that's also adds to it as well. I will say, uh, yeah, it's completely. Dark. I agree with you, Alex. That yeah, it's like we've seen, and this this does also prove my point when I have my complaints with Batman movies as of late. In that, uh, not the recent one. The recent one is going to be the first test of time um, for my theory. But of let, like, I'm tired of seeing the Joker. And whenever I say that, people are like, why? But the Joker's awesome. And I'm like, the Joker is a great villain. But we have had nonstop Joker since the Dark Knight. It's been the Heath Ledger Joker. Joaquin Phoenix did a whole Joker movie. Joker's prevalent in the Harley Quinn show. He's been in the Suicide Squad. He's like, he's everywhere. I'm tired of seeing him. Like, there's a thousand other Batman villains you could pull from. And the argument- But he's the he's most the iconic one. Why do, why do you yeah, think you have but... 800 million Cinderella's? I'm just saying it's like the argument I get a lot on pushback on that is like, well, the Joker's his arch nemesis. So I'm like, okay, but if you write other Batman villains really well, people will want to see them too. Like Penguin or Catwoman or Poison Ivy or any of the other ones. I like the Penguin. Yeah, Penguin's like cool. He's going to be in the new movie. The new um, Batman movie they're working on with Robert Pattinson. They got Colin Farrell as Penguin. Um, they also got... Uh, I'm excited for the new Batman because it's I like... Don't, I don't think I, I... don't... I don't think that'll end up being as good, though, with Colin. I'm going to give a shot because it looks like a different type of Penguin. It's not like the traditional well, like, that's what wah, 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 Penguin. It's like a... That's what I'm saying. That's what I like about that penguin. He's basically cosplaying as a penguin <laughs> while doing villainous stuff. And, like, this one will probably be, like, a little bit more attractive. And oh, then no. be like, that's... No, they've already shown the makeup. He looks ugly. <laughs> they, like, You say up. that, but I'm on, I, I'm on TikTok and I've seen the things people, like, go over. And um, it's, that's... You cannot deter... 
You cannot deter people on the internet. That's true. Uh, but it's like, it looks it, it looks good. I'm excited for this new Batman movie, though, because Riddler's the main villain. And it's like, good. I'm tired of seeing Joker. I would take anybody else. Riddler, Scarecrow, Bane again. Like, I don't, I don't care. I'll take any of the other ones over Joker for right now. Like, let Joker rest, okay? We have so many more we've never seen on film done right. It'd be nice to see them. Yeah. That's and this movie is like taking some of the most D-list of D-list characters and made them characters you care about and characters you want to see in more films. Like I want to see Idris Elba's Bloodsport in more uh DC He was movies. good. I was yeah. Sure he was good. Mm-hmm. So it's like I didn't even miss Will Smith as Deadshot after Idris Elba's Bloodsport <laughs> was on because originally it was gonna be Will Smith. James Gunn did want to get Will Smith back, but he was busy. I didn't actually like his character in um in suicide squad i for me i didn't actually like it because he was kind of i don't know there was just something about him being as will smith and who he is i didn't feel like he connected with the character enough yeah because the guy's supposed to be you know psychopath just a murderer like he cares about his kid but this is supposed to be a cold-blooded murder as well and then knowing who will it didn't feel like he should have played him really it's it's that Honestly. Will Smith doesn't play villains well. He never has. Like he's just not. He has too much charisma, and then also the projects he picks. Like clearly, he likes being the hero character. He doesn't play a good bad guy. And I I I think that's what it was. He tried to make um, is it Killshot? Deadshot. Deadshot. He tried to make Deadshot into kind of a hero in that film because he's doing it for his daughter and then you know he makes his buddy buddy relationship with like harley quinn and he's trying to keep everybody together so i think he tried to make that character a hero and that's one of the reasons i didn't end up liking him in that film actually just that film was kind of stupid my favorite thing from that film is when i was helping you know people we had a press showing uh at the science center and i got to watch it with them and then as we're leaving, I had like somebody who, you know, works with the conventions. And I think it was Girl Con, Girl Geek Con or something like that. And they oh, were trying geek to. Girl Con? There we go. Yeah. It was Geek Girl Con? Yeah. Uh, they're like, oh, what'd you think of the movie? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I enjoyed the film. They're like, did you though? And I'm like, I can't really say anything because I work here. <laughs> and they're like, it was awful. And I'm like, I still can't say anything, but I'm not saying you're wrong. Because <laughs> I'm like, I work here, and depending on who, like, I need people to come to the theater. Bad movie or not, I kind of need you to, to still be here. Pay my paycheck, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I got to work. So I don't want to say yes, but at the same time, yeah. Yeah, I will say Idris Elba feels like, like I, or rather, it's not just Idris Elba, but it's also the writing of this movie versus the last one and i uh this was my point and i said it to a friend of mine and they were like oh that makes so much more sense of why i like this one more is that the first suicide squad movie treats them like anti-heroes or superheroes and this movie treats them like super villains which is what they are they're bad guys they don't care about people they don't care about saving a town i mean they'll do it because you know we have to root for them but when it comes to like murdering people in the most vicious ways possible, they will not bat an eye to slaughter an entire town of people which, if they have to. Which there was a scene where it shows that they do that. 
No, there is a scene where they show him just basically slaughtering a certain area. Yeah, for fun. Um, at well, that, even at the like, end, for fun. It's uh, not there even a moment, because they have to do it that way. They're just like, let's let's. That's have fun. true. They were, <laughs> they were just, they were kind of showing out there. They're like, look what I can do, and look how I can, you know, Cal. Um, and during the end too, there's a moment where you know they could have done the better for humanity and stuff like that. But instead, they use it as a way for their own gain. And like, it's kind of a security net. And, you know, you bother me again, this is what's going to happen. So they did do that. And he even, Idris Elsa's character even points it out like, hey, I know this would have been better if we went this route. But like, I want to go tomorrow. I want to do something else tomorrow. (laughs) So like, this is the route I'm going. So it kind of shows us like, it's not about the world. It's about the fact that I want to do something tomorrow and the only way I'm going to do it if I have this over their heads. And I was like, that's fair. That's awful, but that's fair. So, yeah. Okay, now I kind of agree with you. It's the way they were good villains or antiheroes in the way that you were able to kind of understand the craziness they were using. They, it wasn't an emotional thing, but, or at least for me, but then again, my brain, I understand is wired differently. It was a survival thing. They did what they had to do to survive. Mm-hmm. And like, it seems cold and heartless, but I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I can get that. Like, you gotta survive till tomorrow and sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, so I think that was another thing in the film. They didn't make the survival part an emotional thing. That was another thing I kind of disconnected from the first Suicide Squad because uh, Diablo? Yeah. Was that the Mm -hmm. guy? You know, went all like, oh, I'm going to sacrifice myself for everybody so you guys can fight for tomorrow and then all this stuff. And it was just like, you just met these people. They've kind of been treating you like crap. I would have (laughs) ran. Like, fuck them all. I yeah, which funny enough, think about the Will Smith thing. It reminds me that apparently, Will Smith was also in, uh, in talks to play Django in Django Unchained, and he turned that movie down because he didn't like the fact that it was like it wasn't like a movie where Django was was doing it for love, but rather that it like or at least the first half of it, at the very least, is kind of like a. I'm a black man who's been like a slave. I'm going to hunt down white people as a bounty hunter because <laughs> to get some, you know, well-due revenge and and save a wife too. But also like, I'm going to enjoy like, killing also- these white people. And Will Smith was like, I-, I wanted it to be like a hero thing. And I'm like, this is why you should not have been hired to be Deadshot because you can't play gritty characters. Like, not that he's not, a good enough actor to do it it's just that's not in his wheelhouse that's not kind of the, the character he's good at playing no he tries to turn them into heroes and sometimes there's a difference i guess in my brain i can understand it to being uh what he wanted to what i'm thinking about because he wanted to just have a moment with his daughter and i get that and that's i think what he was using as the hero tactic because it's always like i'm doing it for my you know child or this or that um for me i'm a huge again because i understand this way my brain is wired and everything i've been through it for me a lot of things is a survival instinct of like you just gotta get to tomorrow you have to do what you have to do i'm rewiring my brain you gotta do what you gotta do just to get to tomorrow and i felt like 
with the way the vi- the villains in this film were supposed to be, that's how they were thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harley Quinn in the in Suicide Squad had that mentality, and so did Boomerang. I didn't like him, but Boomerang even had that. Surprisingly, mentality. I was excited to see him in this movie, and I was hoping that uh, he'd be in it more. But uh, yeah, I was, I was I was sad that he wasn't in it more. I was like, you know what? I'm actually legitimately excited to see you, <laughs> Jai Courtney. And this is a first. <laughs> I don't think I had any emotions in seeing him. I was just like, hey, you're here. Okay. Um, they definitely had the, I'm going to get out of this and screw them. Like survival instinct. And I think that resonated with me more. Same with this film. They had the survival instinct of like, all right, yeah, we'll do what you say, but we're going to also figure out a way to escape. It's like, that's what we do. Um, mm-hmm. When Will Smith's character did not do any of that. He was like, oh, I'll work through the system. I'll do my daughter. You could have left it just like taking your kid with you and gone. Y'all could have just disappeared into the night because you were a highly trained assassin. So. Last thing I wanted to mention also is Harley Quinn was great in this movie, uh, in the Suicide Squad. Heck, in the middle of the movie, she gets her own like short film. (laughs) She does. Uh, Where she kills the dude. And I was like, that that was probably my favorite part of the movie. I wasn't expecting that. And when it happened, because I thought she was gonna, you know, tag team with this dude and 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 run the whole run the whole thing. But when she just I was so proud of her. It was a good moment and it made a whole lot of sense. Like they do a great job of like setting up her backstory that if you haven't seen Birds of Prey or the first Suicide Squad movie, it still gives you enough context if you know the character to be like, Oh, I know what she's talking about. That makes sense. Um, it was really good. I, I think that's also what I mean with my brain. Um, you can, uh, in this film, each one of those villains, you can see the trauma of their past life affect who they are now. Mm-hmm. And it's like a normal thing. Cause I, like, I understand I do that shit. And sometimes I say stuff from my past and people will give you this look. <laughs> like I said something to you guys about getting into a fight with somebody. And then I was like, wait, 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 no, no, no. It wasn't like that. Let me rephrase. Shit comes out of my mouth and I forget that it's not a normal thing. And I felt like that was the actual Suicide Squad and how they handled it. And I was like, okay, but see, that's how villains are created. <laughs> All that shit gets, and that's how they're supposed to, and like in the first, the suicide, in the first Suicide Squad, I really hate that they just added that though. That is so bothering. <laughs> they like didn't do any of that other than like Harley Quinn was just like abusive boyfriend, of course, but also Jared. But I think this film was much better and it was much more colorful. And of course, yeah. with um, the director who he was, there was random 80s music and fight scenes, of course. <laughs> well, I think this they was really more, just rocked out. This is more, was it 80s music or was this like indie? Because I feel like some of this mu- music sounds like it came from like the 90s or the 2000s, but it was like indie music, um, like music you wouldn't normally think about. <laughs> I might have just been associated with the 80s music because we were listening to a lot of old school styles going on. Yeah, Jonathan had, too. the whole time we were in LA, Jonathan had uh, what I like to call Jonathan's R&B radio station, just jamming uh, with his, with his uh, R&B hits that he enjoys. Mostly Justin Timberlake. The, <laughs> yeah, no, Justin, I'll, he kept no, coming up and that was, up, and not, that was uh, too no, much. I do, 
That was too I much. I do not. This was the algorithm. It just decided to play Justin Timberlake. I Every do not single have that time much Justin Timberlake car. on my. What I think it? I maybe listened to like one Justin Timberlake song <laughs> a year. So I'm not sure why it, it was decided like to play Justin on Timberlake. Saturday. I, was, I want to say it was Saturday. It was the same Justin Timberlake song too. We would get in the car <laughs> and it would just start playing too. It was like one particular song, and a. It was just like, why is this particular song just playing over and over? It's true. <laughs> but yeah, um, but so anyway, those are our uh, LA adventures. I think that's yeah, it. Uh, and yes, plus a, like we, a half Suicide Squad review. <laughs> More right. commentary on. Also, well, it was pretty much a full Suicide Squad review at this. Yeah, point. like you know, we didn't go into too many details of the movie, but I think you get the gist on the things we liked and things we didn't like, which was not much. <laughs> Yeah, I also want to call out um, at our Universal visit. Uh, we took the studio tour. Oh yeah, and that was that was really cool to to get to experience. Um, they they if you haven't been to Universal in like the past, wait, I don't, don't know, spoil the fun. Are you going to tell them about that one part? I wasn't going to go into detail, but I was just going to say that they've made it so much more interactive. So it's not just the studio tour, but it's actually like a like multiple rides plus a studio tour as well in one. So it's pretty cool. It is. It is pretty cool. You get um, to see, and for anybody you get who to rides those rides, oh, I was going to say, I was going to say, um, for anybody on those rides, remember that none of the rocket launchers that are coming at you are real. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. true. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I was so sucked in. I thought it was real. I was, I was engaged <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't tuck and roll. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's our review of LA and <laughs> Suicide Squad. Um, we hope you enjoyed oh, this. Also, we will see you all. If you want to see the visuals of all of this, that video is also coming on YouTube. We'll post on Instagram when that comes out of like our vlogs of our time in LA. So do be on the lookout for that. You can see it firsthand, like with us, of, of all of our experiences in LA. Uh, plus, uh, also some the, the maybe little mini, mini tangents we had on the rides, to <laughs> car rides to some of our places. So. Stay tuned for that. Yes. Stay tuned. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Where where can we find you both on social media? Alex, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me and Rick O'Connell here on By the Instagram. way, we did ride the mummy ride as well. So We did because I was super excited because I love the mummy. That is my favorite movie. It is just, and I love, I love Ben Frazier and he's going to be in a new film. Martin He's also going to be in Doom Patrol and it was, the season three coming out soon. So, really? Well, he's that. been in he's been in Doom Patrol since the first episode, but um, just you know, new seasons coming out. So I'm super hyped. I'm so excited to see Doom Patrol. I just like that he's acting again. So I'm super excited. Yeah, I've been a big fan of him. Um, I screamed but- the loudest on that Mummy ride. That was. <laughs> That that was fast. I think it was a Universal Studio in uh, Florida that's supposed to have like a drop down. So at a moment, I thought there was going to be a drop down. I actually grabbed both of you guys. I was like ready for it to drop, but apparently it doesn't do it in this one. It just so goes like, backwards. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the Hollywood one, it does. Mm-hmm. It's a quick, short ride, but it it effective. gets you. It's exciting though. Yeah, it's yeah. effective. It's super exciting. It is. 
Oh, at the Wax Museum, really quick. I scared a woman. I saw there was a mummy set we went past, <laughs> and I saw the little beetles on the floor, and I screamed, and I scared the woman, and then her screaming, I think, or my scream even scared you too. It, yeah, it's um, I was like, what the heck? What happened? Oh. What? <laughs> yeah, I, was like, so the- <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know. I didn't even, I hadn't even seen the the bugs on the floor. I just, I just saw you guys. Yeah, like, so. Or no, I saw Alex. And then I was like, oh, what? What's going on? I freaked out. Uh, so to that poor, poorest woman, I'm sorry. I scared her. <laughs> she had seen them already, too. So she just heard me scream. And I think just all three of you reacted to my screen. Um, so my apologies for that. And I'm so sorry to the random woman. But yeah, but uh, where can we find you? We can find <laughs> you can find me at Alex and nobody on Instagram. And then I also handle the TikTok account of the first ones to die, which is also the name of all our social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the podcast, uh, Twitter and all those fun stuff where you can come and find us and see me basically blowing the guys and stuff. So what about you, Jerome? Can you can find me at not Jerome Rett on Instagram, uh, as well as at RoboZooMedia. Just announced, I think a couple weeks back, uh, Jerome the Show, which is going to be my own little podcast audio thing I've been working on. Uh, do not expect that anytime soon. That's coming in 2022. I put it on the poster and everything. But I'm letting you know now that it's coming. Also, Real quick, I wanted to plug my mom uh, just wrote a children's book. It is adorable. It's called Bobby the Black Sheep. Uh, I'll probably put a link where you can buy it and go to her website and purchase it. It's now uh, She's now taking orders. Uh, in fact, I think the first shipment from her pre-orders just came in when we talked last. So if you have small children and you listen to this podcast, it, it's a great book. I have read it, at least the transcript. I haven't gotten mine yet but like the official book but it's a great book it's great for um kids self-esteem and works on talking about kids not feeling uh so much like outcasts and stuff and will help with development too as well uh she had a psychiatrist come through and they say it's great for kids so do get that book if you have small children i highly recommend it not just because she's my mom but also because it's a great book (laughs) jonathan maybe you can do a book review Hey, maybe. Uh, well, congrats. And uh, you can find me at uh, Jonathan Keys anywhere you please. Um, since we're, since you brought up your mom, I'll bring up mine. Today's her birthday. So happy Aww, birthday, happy mom. Happy birthday, Jonathan's mom. Uh, happy shout birthday. Out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a mom episode part two. Mother's Day episode part two. I, um, I I love my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she has anything going on today. I spoke to her earlier, but you know, I, I love my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll end on that. Anyway, see you all next week and have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.